Okay, good morning. Saturday morning walk, and um, I just wanted to uh, vent my anger a little bit from yesterday. Um, and just some observations. And I guess I'm unreasonable, but let me describe my situation. I went for a uh, three and a half hour walk in the morning, and um, I didn't bring any water with me. So I ended up at the uh, College of New Jersey. <clears throat> and we used to live next to there, and we would, there's all these shops, they just opened up the whole college town. And it was really nice because there was a strong police presence there, so you always felt safe, you always saw police, even if in the neighborhood. Um, you had the police station right there. Um, so I go there, and first I see a water fountain in the bathroom, so I'm like, oh my god, I can get a drink of water. And that was closed, the bathroom was closed, okay. I mean, okay, it was 8 o'clock in the morning, and the school is basically shut down, but there were people there like on the field. So I said, okay, well, that's closed. Let me at least go to College Town, which generally has a lot of shops open, has Barnes and Nobles at least. Something's got to be open. So I head on over there. The Barnes and Nobles permanently closed. Um, the Panera's there doesn't open until, until 9. But there's people in there, so I knock on the window, and they completely ignore me. Um, and uh, I guess I talked about that the other day, coming to a shop two minutes late after they close, and they also completely ignore me. The lady was snarling at me. She was sitting on her computer, looking at her computer, and then she was making the most awful faces to the computer. But she obviously saw me, and this was some kind of reaction, like a Tourette's-type reaction to seeing someone who dares knock on the door just to say, hey, what's happening? I could think of just say we're closed. So I'm sitting there dying of thirst, so to say, uh, banging on the window at Panera as they're ignoring me. So I try all the other shops that are closed. Then I go to the, um, the guys who have the little repair shop. They do like lawn and stuff. And I said, hey guys, can I get a glass of water? And uh, the guy gets his manager, and he asked me, so, what do you want? I said, I want a glass of water. He's like, we only have a faucet. I said, can I drink from the faucet, please? And then he's like, well, who are you? I said, I'm just a local resident, a neighbor. And he's like, no, no, I can't do that. So I was very dejected. And then I walked back. I walked by the police station. I see all these cars lined up, all these college police. And it just occurred to me that what are these police doing if there's no students on campus to protect, right? What about all the rent? Like when we lived there, one of our neighbors, they rented this house. The whole house went for $3,600 a month. And they had like a ton of students in there, like the whole soccer team lived there. Um, and it was a great deal for everyone because it was right next to the university or the college and um, they got their rent. So what's going to happen to all these colleges where they have a brand new college town built? They have all these shops that are closed. The Barnes & Nobles was closed. All the shops were closed in the morning. Like there was nobody there to sell us a coffee. 
Like, how could you run a place that you can't get a coffee before 9 o'clock in the morning? What is that? Dunkin' Donuts has a line of cars at 8 o'clock just wrapped around the building. And McDonald's, they won't even let you drive in. They won't let you walk in. You have to drive in with a car. And they're very rude to you if you want to actually walk up to their window. And you're not in a car. But Dunkin' Donuts, they're cool. They're very nice and they will uh, let you walk up to the window. Um, but they won't, they won't talk to you unless you walk up to the window. Like I guess their trigger system or whatever. If you walk up to the uh, order place, they won't talk to you. But a long story short, I finally had to walk another 10 minutes down to some shop where I could get some water. And um, I was just thinking about the whole situation here in the area where the water faucets are all closed. And this brings me to another topic. We went to the state park, upstate New York. We were at the, um, we were at the um, Fair Haven State Park. And uh, that was crazy because half of the water fountains were closed due to COVID. The other half were open. So they just randomly shut some off and randomly shut some on. And the other thing that made me angry was um, they had these huge sections of the park. They're only for the people who rented cabins, like only for cabin rentals only. And they only had like a little exclusive, um, they had a little exclusive area with a playground there and they had their own bathrooms and everything was so beautiful. But if you were just a normal visitor to the park, you weren't allowed to use that playground because it's like a sectioned off town. And I thought that is really weird how the state park would do that. Um, and another thing about the state park was that they, they, they sent you to a commercial website that was showing you advertising just to book. They're like, oh, we can't take your reservation here in person. You have to go online. And you couldn't... Um, you couldn't even uh, use the internet there, right? And it was AT&T only, so they had some sweetheart deal with AT&T, which had complete, the only cell tower in the whole area. So basically, if you wanted to visit that state park, you'd have to have an AT&T phone. And there was no roaming. And it was actually quite, it was quite, uh, well, it was good to be off the internet for a week. But um made you really think about it, but... Uh, it, it did get me angry. So a lot of things make me angry. Um, just going to share that with you. Obviously, if the shop is closed, they have no reason to open the door or even talk to me. But the way they ignore you, and, you know, if I was running a small shop, like a mom and shop, pop shop, you know, and someone came up and asked me for a glass of water, and it was like five minutes before, five minutes after, you know, don't you think they would give you a glass of water. Well, in Germany, oh my God, when I was walking around in Berlin and I tried to get a cup of coffee two minutes before the shop was opened, like they were sitting out there having a talk or whatever, and they were adamant about not giving me a cup of coffee. So, um, yeah, these opening hours, I don't know. It just seems like a little bit more Menschlichkeit, a little bit more like being nice to people would be cool. Um, but it seems that 
All of the fountains that I saw here in uh, my town, Ewing, most of them are shut off. They were shut off before COVID. Um, even in the playgrounds. I think it's kind of weird how that happens. Um, it, it's quite sad, actually. So, yeah, this is a little down note. But they say you shouldn't end your podcast on a down note, so let me tell you something nice. I was listening to Gary Knoll's show this morning, and he was saying that petting your dog will release oxytocin, make you feel good, and it's good for your health. So go cuddle with a warm cat, go pet your dog, be nice to someone, share some oxytocin, but stay away from the oxycotin, all right? Okay, guys. Well, that was my little rant for the day. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Well, wait a second. So I haven't gotten into my conclusions here. And that's basically... Um, if, uh, if things continue the way they are and kids aren't going back to the town, to the college town, I mean, that's a multi-million dollar loss. Um, some banks are going to get some major hits. I mean, Barnes & Noble's was basically closed, and they just opened uh, two years ago or something. And um, I, think, I think the police... I mean, why, why are they going to need so many police if there's no students, right? So if they let go of the police, then that area does not become as safe as before. Um, if the college students move out, then the property values are going to go down. And then you might see more abandoned, abandoned buildings. You might see more boarded up buildings. You might see, like we saw in Topeka, crack houses, basically um, illegal occupation. Uh, by people who are doing criminal activity, so to say, there. And then um, you're going to see a general decline in the whole area. So, and being right next to Trenton, which already has a huge amount of crime, that, cr that crime core might just spread um, and get bigger. Um, so, I think, um, I think that there is a, uh, an issue here where, uh, you know, col and this is not just in one place, colleges all over, schools all over, and I think, um, what's his name? The Survival Podcast, Jack Spierko talked about this quite well, uh, about the whole chain effect where people are moving away. And then again, why would you have to pay such high taxes to live in a place with good schools if they're going to be online anyway? Um, and even if they want to reopen up the schools, uh, do you really want to send your kid back to a place where they're going to wear masks all day and enforce mask procedures and basically terrorize the kids? Like, is that what you really want to do to your kid? Or 
continue virtual virtual school, which worked out pretty good for my kid. <clears throat> so those are some things to think about. And um, I hope you uh, think about them too. And check out Jack Spierko in the Survival Podcast. All right.